Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I'd like to keep this short for you. This is part two to our chat with Paul Klingen, a Lululemon ambassador, certified personal trainer, yoga instructor, and founder of Down Dog Athletics. I hope you enjoy. Thanks. So you've talked about being surprised by maybe a piece of content that landed or something, you know, a category of things that you started doing. Uh, let's dig in there. What, what's an example of something that was unpredictably successful? And you go, wow, that article did great, or this category of content is doing awesome. Who knew? Yeah. Um, I think the ones around like mental health on my podcast, so a lot of what I talk about on my podcast, the subtitle of it is A Competitor's Guide to Mental Health and Mental Mastery. So the podcasts that have the most downloads are the ones with people that have blue check marks, professional athletes. Uh, What's blue check mark? On like social media, right? They're quote unquote important or whatever. But then I'll get someone that'll message me and they're like, hey, I listened to this podcast and I'm like looking through my Libsyn feed and I'm like, wait, that's the second lowest one. They're like, yeah, mm. it was a top, like whatever you said in that really motivated me the next day. And like I had a client the other day, she said, hey, I was listening to your podcast, The Light Versus Your Dark Side, and I recognize so many things in my life that I can change. And I was like, that one did not do well. And I created it because it was something that I was really feeling. It's part of my brand and yeah. it's important to establish that. I never created it thinking, oh, this one's going to hit. And that's where I come back to the musician where it's like you you just create and let the market tell you what they like. And while they're deciding which one's the best of your 15-song album, you're creating another album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So podcast is an example that's been unpredictably successful. Yeah. And so how have you pivoted because of that? Are you leaning into doing more podcast episodes of being featured on different people's podcasts. Definitely trying to record more episodes just mm-hmm. because that's another at bat. That's another opportunity for someone to listen to you resonate and yep. share. I'm still trying to assess the direction that I want to go because I think what makes me unique is the spin that I'll always try and have on it. So I'll have an Ironman athlete come on and we don't talk about training at all. We talk about hmm. mental mastery, yeah. mindsets that they have struggles that they have with mental health and really try and create a platform that's unique. But at the same time, it's like, all right, what's doing well. I know that having the rock on my podcast is going to go extremely well. Is it going to be on brand? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had people on that have significant followings and they don't do as well. And so that's really kind of something that I'm playing with where it's, do I want to, serve the specific audience that I have said that I'm going to serve with this podcast and what is the mix of stuff that is maybe a little bit more pop and a little bit more true to the essence of what I'm about, what the brand's about. And again, that's where I can come back to an album where an an artist is going to release one that they know is going to top the charts and one that is like as soulfully them as possible. You're right. Reminds me of Lil Wayne's, uh, was that Lollipop? I'm not as familiar with his work. I know it's really good. There's always a club hit for every artist. It's like, oh, you know, 
there's that club hit, but that's not really their music. Yeah. You know? Like their music is different. It's like, it feels it's less, less kind of like get you dancing and like throwing your hand up like this. Right. Right. So that's, that's kind of what you're saying. That's, that's interesting. Uh, I feel like, I've heard Tim Ferriss say, he goes, this is my strategy around creating, creating podcast episodes or blog articles. He goes, there's, I know there's different categories of audiences that I have. It's not just one persona of a person. You know, it might be someone that's really into meditation and yoga and mindfulness. So I'll bring in very specific people and I'll have specific episodes just for that category. You know, he's like, but then I have these other ones where I do something that's a little more, I really care about this. And I don't care whether it lands or not. You yeah. Know? I'm going to record it. I'm going to put it out there. And he's like, surprisingly, those do typically better than the other ones. You know, th- or those are, or maybe I do a category of, God, this one's really going to land. This one has so much content in there. Maybe this touches four different audiences. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I do the, uh, to be honest, I do something really similar. So I look at my thing as down dog athletics. You have the down dog yoga, you have athletics, sports. So I have people that I would put in the sports competitive bucket or the mental mastery. And then this isn't to say that yoga is necessarily mental health, but it can be something that helps with mental health and stress and depression and all those things. So then I have what I call like my light side and my dark side buckets. And so I'll intentionally be like, all right, we, we, me should have another yogi or another meditation expert or someone who's got a mental health foundation come on and make sure that we're balancing out the podcast so that it doesn't just dominate athletes. Because Mm. I have an idea of an audience and a target market that I want to serve, but I also need to bridge that gap and have the opportunity to say, hey, here's all this content around sports, athletics, and competition and training. Here's some content that sits next to it. And look, they're not that different. Mm. They actually work together together. Yeah. And it's something that you can use to supplement what you do. Yeah. Do you feel, cause I was, so I going to your website, reading your blog, listening to your podcast. Do you feel like it leans more towards one side than the other? And is that intentional? Yeah. So I take the stance of you look like the yin and the yang, right? That's balance 50, yeah. 50. I think everyone is going to be different on their spectrum of what balance is for them. Mm-hmm. So you get like a strong man athlete or maybe an NFL linebacker, and they're going to be 95% of what I would say, like the dark competition, like yeah. side. But if you just added 5%, like that would make a big difference. For them. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you, whereas you get someone who's maybe a little bit more moderate, both and both, or you get someone that's super spiritual and it's like, Hey dude, like you also need to mix in some reality and some strength training and balance yourself out a little bit. Just that little bit would balance them so much more. That's where I come up with the analogy, a ton of bricks and a ton of feathers. Some people are a ton of bricks and just that ton of feathers is so much more, mm-hmm. but they help balance each other out. Yeah. Who is your audience? If you describe them, if they were standing right here, how do you describe them? And maybe it's more than one person yeah. type of a person. Well, I'll tell you where my brand is really going. And yeah. when I look at the problems that I'm trying to solve, I'm trying to solve the problems that I used to deal with. It's yeah. problems I still deal with, but this is how I, I solve so them. So an audience like yourself. Maybe audience like you myself. I, yeah. One of the best things that I learned at Amazon was if you don't know what project to work on, don't find something you're passionate about. Find something that drives you absolutely insane. So you're going to be more likely to solve a problem that causes you pain than work on something that gives you 
happiness or joy or whatever. Yeah, because you, it'd be better because you want to get wanna, it out. Because you want to get out of that pain. Right. Whereas if you're right. just like, oh yeah, this is happy, this is happy, this is happy. Eventually, that's gonna fade. Whereas yeah. like that pain like sucks. I want to get out of that. It's a burning. Yeah. Versus a lukewarm. So a lot of the people that I work with right now, from a client standpoint, are going to be people at different stages in their 20s or 30s, but at different stages of their life where they were an athlete or had a specific physique or maybe um, were at their best when they were playing sports or when they were in college or maybe right out of college. And then things start to fall off. Life happens. Job happens. They start dating. And they're at that crossroads where it's like, you're either going to let yourself go or you're going to get back to that athlete that you used to be. And so I'm really working with a lot of people that are saying, I want to get back to where I used to be because that delta between where they were, where they are now, and what they know that they're capable of is what keeps them up at night. So many people that I talk to say, I feel like I'm just in a funk. Like I know I'm capable of so much more. And any athlete would tell you that that's the worst place to be in when they know they can be an all-star, but they're playing at like a B minus level. And so that's what I want to help people do. How I help people do that. Yeah, we're going to train like an athlete. We're going to make sure nutrition's dialed in. We're also going to infuse these mindfulness techniques that develop awareness through yoga through meditation, through journaling, so that when you fuse them all together, now you have the tools to go and be successful as you make that decision at that crossroads. Did you know that from the start, a year and a half ago, that that was the audience? Or have you learned from your clientele or conversations or looking at some sort of feedback Yeah, that that's actually it? So I think that's always been my audience, and that's what initially what my, my first mission statement that I wrote on my website was, uh, make yoga and mental more, health more accessible to athletes. Well, it was make yoga more accessible to athletes. It was yoga. Okay. Yeah. And mental health is, I think what I would put within that, because what people get from yoga that is more transformative is the awareness and the mental stuff, as opposed to gaining more flexibility. There's going to be debate on what people like. That's fine. But I, I, I say both because sometimes they're not the same for people. And so I'm yeah. totally fine with that. But the shiny object syndrome is very real. So you, yeah. you get one client and you solve that problem. Right? Oh, maybe I like this. Maybe I want to go into this a little bit. Maybe I want to do right. group fitness. Uh, okay. That doesn't make me happy. And so I've kind of had this year where I'm coming back around to being like, all right, no, Going this, is, back to it. this is, this is my true mission. Have you ever read the alchemist? Yeah. Yeah. So I find that my journey and a lot of people's journeys is very similar to that where for a while I was at that stage where. I was working at the silver shop and just needed a cent, like a second to recalibrate and get back on. But now I feel like I'm very much back on the path and that's the market that I want to serve with my coaching. The second market that I'm going to continue to build out products and skill sets to serve is going to athletic departments, specific athletes, specific even parents of athletes and saying, Hey, here is yoga that I've made more accessible for them that they'll still be able to get all the benefits from, but it's positioned in a way that they're going to understand or that they're going to relate mm-hmm. to. Cause I think we've all walked into, whether it's a gym, a yoga studio, whatever environment it is and seen something extreme on one side and said, Whoa, like I don't relate to that. I'm not going to go in there. So from a yoga standpoint, you go to one class teacher's way out there. He's having you put your leg over your head and you're like, you almost don't want to step in the class. You're like, I don't want to do that. But it happens all the time in fitness too. People will walk into a CrossFit gym and they're like, all right, 500 burpees, 10 double over snatches. And then we're going to pull up backflip. Go. It's like, 
that's not for me. Yeah. There's a half, there's a, there's a medium in all that, but people see the extremes, whether in marketing as well, yeah. where they're like, Oh, I can't do the splits. Yoga's not for me. You don't need to do the splits to do yoga, but people don't right. realize that because of marketing, bring it all around on this podcast. <laughs> that's um, right. yeah. but, and so really, like I mentioned, like I have that audience where I'm going to coach who I, I, I used to be and who I still am to some degree where I'm, I'm constantly having to make that decision to make that choice, to continue to chase that better version of myself. Because we all had a time in our lives when we were like uber confident. And for a lot of people, it was when you were playing sports and being successful. Like how confident were you when you scored the winning touchdown after homecoming? Top of the world. Dude, you're the man. Yeah. You're the woman, like whatever it is. Yeah. But a lot of people lose that because they stop working, they stop creating environments you for stop themselves. Getting those wins. Yeah, you stop getting those wins. And so their confidence wanes. And then their relationship wanes. And then all these and then job wanes. And it's like, like they lose a little bit of Yeah, they, they're in that funk. And that's what I call it. I call it the right. funk. Uh, so there's that audience. But then it's also like, how can I, as a guy, as someone who's gotten a ton of value out of mindfulness practices, say, hey, I'm just like you. These things aren't that weird. Let me show you how you can implement this into what you already do because I know it's going to make you better. So, so the, the, the first audience I totally get and I, and I feel it because I think there's a huge audience for it. I don't, I don't think I've ever even said it out loud the way you just described it. I'm like, yeah, I think so many people feel that way. Maybe they were a gymnast in high school or college and like, oh, I haven't done it forever. I feel like I was at my peak then. I'm not anymore. It's like, no, you you can get there. It's not that hard. Like you can get there in three months. Do you know who Rich Roll is? No, he's a. Oh, oh, I'm gonna I've butcher this. He's yeah. a, he does a bunch of podcasting. Big endurance athlete, but he always posts. I hit my physical peak at 54 when he won some sort of event. He started yeah. his podcast at 55. It's like the Rock is 51 and he's jacked. Y'all got so much more time to get back into things. Amen. You didn't just fall off the cliff because you turned 30. Sorry, yeah. you don't get out. You don't get out that easy. So I think that's really smart that that audience. I think that's a sustained audience. The latter feels like it's you're either you want to create that second audience out of striving to achieve your mission. That's that's be the reason to to have that, or maybe it's more scalable for your business to have a a group of athletes, a team of athletes. Yeah, and and that's more. I, I hate the word lucrative, but it, because it's you, you are a business and you, yeah, totally. Right, they both can be lucrative, um, but you there's like we talked about earlier a limit to the amount of hours in the day, the limit to the amount of energy that you can give right. to people. One to so, one marketing versus one to many. Right, exactly. So it is definitely something I want to get into. One because I think it's it's a segment that I can do a really good job with, and there's always going to be. And this is what I'm, I'm getting over right now, but there's, I'm not quite ready yet. So I left Amazon a year and a half ago and was doing advertising. Now I'm fully into fitness and training and yeah. getting into the body. And I have this doubt where there's so, all these people have PhDs and all these backgrounds and credentials. What can I offer? Well, I know that I can offer so much more. And that's where I think a lot of people struggle is feeling like they have imposter syndrome or like mm. they're not ready. And one of the best things that I've ever heard on any podcast was one that I was recording with a guy um, named Dean. He's good man flow yoga. He said, if you have something that can help people and you don't share it because you're waiting for it to be perfect, you're an asshole. So I'm just like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, man, I'm an asshole. I need to stop being an asshole. I have something that can help people. It's going to continue to get better. The iPhone. You know it. You feel it. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. The iPhone 10 years ago was garbage compared to what it is now. 
but you can't create something that's incredible until you release version 1.0. Yeah. So it's just like convert. I, that's what I'm releasing literally like in the next week is version 1.0. And I'm, it might be a little rough. Yeah. I'm like, 29 years old. I got 70 more years to make better iterations. What am I worried about? Yeah. And it's going to help people along the way. So that's where the second subsect of my business is going to go. And you, you mentioned lucrative. Absolutely. Is that going to look like having people underneath me that are teaching a similar method? Maybe. Is yeah. it going to have select clients and make it something that's a little bit more premium? That's definitely a possibility too. It's a crazy time right now for brick and mortars. I've always said, I don't want a brick and mortar 20 years from now, or maybe I have a huge following and trust that it could be a sustainable business because I've maybe got four or five more. Maybe I do get a brick and mortar. Right. Um, but you know, there's so many ways to make money. And if you just take the mindset of opportunity is everywhere and you just look at every single individual and if you were to like run a diagnostic on how many problems they have and if you were to solve 10% of those problems, like how valuable would that be? And then multiply that out by a city, by a country, by individuals that their problems are more valuable, right? Elon Musk always says you'll get paid to the degree of the problems that you're solving. Sure. Yeah. So if I can help an athlete like Russell Wilson navigate a problem, well, he's a $30 million athlete. That's a pretty lucrative problem to solve. Yeah. That's only one person. So there is a balance between mass market and mm-hmm. like solving like a really good problem. See, so you're starting to talk about strategy a little bit. And I remember when I had reached out to you just after you left Amazon, I said, Hey, let's get together. Let's, let's talk. You go, I'm, you know, I'd love to, but I'm really busy. I need to first create my content strategy. I need to like create a, create a newsletter. And it seemed like you're very deliberate and I've used this word already, but about what you were going to do and why you were going to do it. And even right now you're talking about, you know, this is an opportunity here, you know, and this is how we could scale this. How do you decide that? How do you decide on your marketing strategy, maybe even your business strategy? Yeah, well, it comes back to a few things that we've talked about earlier. One, that Venn diagram of what am I good at? What do I like doing? Or is there a market opportunity? Right. And getting those three things bullseyed is going to be crucial. But then that this, this for me, this is where the journaling, the mentors, and the meditation comes in just massively. And it, it all comes down to clarity. When you can see yourself in a future version of yourself and you believe that that's possible, it's like a magnet just pulling you through time mm. because I, I already know that I'm there. I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. We can get all scientific and quantum physics and collapse time and yeah. all of a sudden we're in interstellar. But like I believe that that version exists because I've already seen it in my journal. I've already visualized it yeah. in my meditations and I'm working with mentors who are doing that or close to doing that and are saying, you're doing all the right steps, keep going. And it's just that trust and that belief that if you keep doing the right things, bringing it back to that baseball analogy, if you keep putting good swings on a ball, it may not be landing now, but they're going to land. There comes a point where it's going to happen. Also, the law of probability is on your side. Yeah. The more you do it, it's going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to hit some. The biggest, the re- biggest reason why people don't reach their goals is they just stop. Before the law of probability is even on their side. Right. You you look at fitness. Like I always say fitness is like the first realm where you can apply that to everything. It's the first thing that you can get right. If you oh, yeah. if you get out of jail, yeah. you have nothing. You can get your you can get your body right. Start working out and apply those exact principles. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Great. Now apply those principles to your job. Great. Now apply those principles to your relationship. 
great. Yeah. Now apply to everything in life. And yeah. so, you know, that's why I love fitness because I, and I, I don't know if you've caught this, but everything I speak in is analogies, <laughs> but there's so many things to learn from sports, from fitness, that if you just look at it and model it out to something else, it matches one-to-one and you're like, all right, great. I know that X equals three. So I'm just going to keep doing that because when I get over into the business sense, I know that if I kept working on my swing, kept getting good results, eventually my average went up. I know that if I keep putting in the work, keep maintaining my habits, keep doing what I've been doing from a business standpoint, business is going to grow. Right. And then you get new problems where you got to hire more people or you got to solve the customer problems. But like, Goal is always to elevate your problems. Yeah, I, I used to skateboard growing up. It was part of my life for maybe 10 years. And I always thought back to that too about you're trying a trick, you're trying a trick, and you just you fail, fail, fail. But then you, if you're being mindful, which you can't help but to do because you probably hit your shins with your board or something, you go, oh, I'm getting a little closer. You know, I'm getting a little closer each time. And maybe you do it 20, 30 times and then you land one, you know, yep. you go, oh, oh, okay, I get it. This is why this is addicting. Like, this is why people, this is how people get better at skateboarding. Oh, they just keep on doing it a lot. So then I did it every day. The first day of the skate park opened, I was there for 140 days straight because I was like, I'm so determined to get better, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to hit everything here, you know. So I'm, I think that the formula of getting good at a sport and just doing a sport is such a great, simple way for to wrap our minds around something that it could be a lot more complex down in the future, like starting a business or marketing yourself or getting customers. Yeah. Right? 100%. I, I wish I got into skateboarding. I, I dropped into a half pipe one time. It oh, took you fell? 50, no, I, I was able oh. to do it one time. It took probably 50 brutal bruises yeah. on every joint of my body, but I did it and I was like, all right, I'm done. Your hips. Hey, I'm hanging so up. The hips, hips were oh, so bad. Yeah. I don't know why they don't make hip pads when you're doing it. They always give you they knee really pads should. and elbow pads. But yeah, and that, but that's the thing. You went there 140 days. Maybe you post a video of that 140th day. You do a back indie air, Christ air, right. like boardwalk, but no one saw the 139. Right. No one. And people just think that that's going to happen. But it, again, you bring it back to fitness. People see the result. They don't see the hard work. If people could just show the hard work more, yeah, people would understand like that's how that customer came. It wasn't because you posted a picture and then the customer came. It's because you posted a thousand pieces of content and just spun that person down the funnel like a little gumdrop right. and then bam. Yeah, they customer. saw the newsletter. They saw the video. They read the article. They listened to the podcast. I feel like they know you. Yeah, you know, they feel like they trust you, and it kind of goes back to that brand thing. Uh, I want to be respectful of your time. I have just a couple more questions. So, uh, you're a really ambitious person, and you've done a lot of things. Uh, there's, you know, Seth Godin says you mentioned him earlier. Uh, most people are the worst boss to themselves. You know, they're not good at holding themselves accountable to that goal they set that day, or that thing that they want to do down the line or say even a vacation, right? Uh, how do you hold yourself accountable? Coaches. I've always had, ever since I quit my job, even before I quit my job at Amazon, I've had a coach in some capacity that really their job is to see things two corners ahead to keep you going uh, and hold you accountable. Because if we all realize what we're capable of, we would work so much harder. We just don't realize it. And a coach's job is to be able to help real, help you create space 
so that you can realize that potential that you don't think that you can actually hit. So I've always had coaches. Um, Do you go to your coach and say, hey, I want to get these 30 things done this week. Can you hold me accountable to doing them? I, I, I feel like with a coach, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the bigger things. Yeah. And it's up to you to hold yourself accountable to the smaller tasks that are going to lead to the bigger thing. Is that how they yeah. hold you to that? That's how they hold you to that. So, you're, yeah, you're thinking like a 90-day or six-month or sure. a year outcome. But I've gotten to a point where I trust myself. And I'll go and give a little bit more context in this. When you don't keep promises to yourself, you don't trust yourself. So every time you say, I'm going to go and hmm. lose weight, but you don't, that's a broken promise to yourself. Imagine having a friend or a significant other or a parent who said, hey, if you do this, I'm going to do X. But then when you do that and they don't follow through, you no longer trust them. You no longer have that discipline. So it started out small. When I first decided I was going to get a personal training certification when I was working at Amazon, I literally didn't believe it was possible. I was like, ha, you can't even finish a book. You think you're going to do that? And like that's subconscious internal dialogue that's happening. But because I committed to that, then I created a little bit of evidence. I was like, wait, if I say I'm going to do something, like I'm going to do it. And then you start to create momentum. And that's where the journaling and the habit tracker and the daily habits and making sure that you're sticking with those because you want to have as good of a relationship and as good of discipline with yourself as you possibly can have. So now when I say I'm going to do something and I commit to it and stick to it, I go absolutely crazy if I go even like one or two days without being working towards that goal. And it comes in the form of anxiety and depression. And you just get so aware of what you're capable of and what you know you can do. It'd be like, I'm going to come up with a bad analogy right now, but it would be like going back to a relationship that you know was terrible. And you're like, how would I ever go back to that? I know what actually makes me happy. So I'm just going to continue to do that. And I think mm. that's where it always comes back to me and why yoga and meditation and mindfulness techniques are so valuable because they give you awareness. And as soon as you have awareness of how good or bad a situation is and you shine that light on it like how could you ever go back to like not doing it like i can't imagine sitting and playing video games for 12 hours during this coronavirus and everyone's working from home not doing anything yeah when i was tw when i was probably 12 to 26 dude i would be 400 hours deep in video games just mm. in the last week and it's it's been a change because i've recognized like how much value time is and how much I'm capable of. And I know that I'm not going to realize that unless I go and do those things. That's like last night filming till 2am mm -hmm. getting a little bit of sleep and then editing, wanted to play video games, wanted to chill, but I'm yeah. just so aware of how unhappy I'll be if I don't work towards what I know that I'm capable of. I can super relate to exactly that. And, and I mean, Mickey asked me, she says, you know, have you always been this ambitious? You know, and I'm like, no, I don't, I really don't think so. I think when I was even 18 or 20 or 22, I didn't have the bar I set for myself, you know, and I'm always trying to figure out, I was like, what was that inciting incident? You know, uh, is it a, was it a conversation? Was it, what was it for was you? It compounding? You yeah. Know? Oh, uh, there's a, there's a few, one of the biggest ones was I went and studied abroad in Norway and I'd never lived away from home in my life. It was, I was 20. I just turned 21 and I went and I moved to this small town that was maybe like 200,000 people. And I was so, I just didn't know what I was in for, you know? I was, I got so depressed and sad 
and I didn't know why I was depressed and sad. And I was also kind of like crushing on someone that was back home and, you know, I couldn't have them. It was like it's kind of silly in some way. And I started to focus. I was like, oh, you know what? I should start going to the gym. You know, I, I told myself when I turned 21, I'm going to start going to the gym. And so I went to the gym 100 days straight there because I was like, there's there's not much else to do here. And this is probably a really good thing for me to do. Yeah. You know, and it was it wasn't until three months into being there that I got out of that funk and that I think exercise was that thing for me to provide a cornerstone for feeling good and, and uh, working towards something like with skateboarding. You know? Yeah. Uh, and then I, when I got back from Norway, I was like, wow, that was phenomenal. Like, I felt like I went through some sort of rite of passage, you know, I was like, that was really dark. I literally went through darkness and I just came out light. And then I came back and I had so much more vitality. I I just was like, I would, before I would fall asleep studying, never fall asleep studying. I haven't since, you know, like I have so much, I can't take a nap, you know? And so that was, that was like one inciting incident that led to me having ample amount of energy. And then other things like, keeping pushing myself I, I, like you i moved to portland i lived there for a year and i you know that was pushing my comfort zone i did some did acting and some public speaking and that pushed me and then i moved to australia and that pushed me to you know do something really different uh and then i came back and i was like okay australia i was like you know i traveled i went, i think i went to 26 countries by the time i was 25 and i was like wow. okay you know what i'm ready to like create something like yeah. I'm ready to make some shit happen. Like that was, that was nice. That was some good, like life research that I just did over so many years, but let's do something, you know? And so that became the deep focus on like, I want to become subject matter expert in marketing. Like that's the thing, yeah. you know? So I, I feel you, but it wasn't until maybe 22, 23, 24. And then once I got past me, like, Oh, I just want to go party, you know, like I yeah. social. It's like, all right, it's time that I'm like, man, I feel so much more energy, more ambition than I've ever had in my life. And every day that I don't do something related to either marketing or climate action, which is something I've been getting into, I, I, I don't feel like I'm living to my fullest. I don't feel like I'm making my greatest contribution to earth while I'm here. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it's cool because I sometimes worry that some things are just born into us, right? Like Kobe has mama mentality. It's like, man, I can never get that. But being able to see that people can evolve into something that they never thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you were talking about, I just look at it as like, your, you, you increase your capacity of stress. And some people naturally are stronger. Some people naturally have a higher stress capacity. But as long as you keep putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations, holding those planks, there's no other option but to get stronger. That's right. just what's going to happen. And then right. you're able to just continue to grow and evolve. And I, I want to believe that, you know, 10 years, 20 years from now, I will have developed a mindset and a work ethic that is so night and day from what it used to be and would be more akin to mama mentality. But it's because I just worked and exercised that muscle like a maniac. Yeah. And then when someone talks to you, and they go, oh, how'd you do it? You know, you're so impressive. They haven't seen the thousands of hours exactly. that got to it. And in somewhat, you know, when you go, you've been to Europe. I know you went to Switzerland recently. You see, you're, you went to Zurich. Is that right? Uh, just flew in and out of. Didn't go flew in and out. into the city. When you're in a European city, you go, man, it has so much character. You know, it's hundreds and hundreds of years oh, of yeah. it being chiseled like a bust. You know, and then you're in an American city. 
uh, and you go, it's so new, you yeah. know, like new Bellevue, yeah. new buildings. Huh? Right. It's, it's so different than yeah. the, the deep culture that's been kind of compounded into a city like, like London or Rome or yeah. something. Right. I think people are like that too. Is and you, you kind of feel it and sense it when you're talking to them, like, and you've done a lot or you've, you've been through a lot and yeah. you've failed a lot, you know, like you're just, it's kind of seeping into you. You're just interesting. And it's not like you're trying to be interesting. It's just that you've done what you've wanted to do that you've cared about and you've gone down that path. Right? Yeah. And that, that, I love that you use that word path, right? It's all a path. It just, it's going to take time. Right. And it's individual for every single person. And there is no destination. It's just your commitment to being on that path and staying on that path that eventually gets you to that point where you're right. You're like a Copenhagen and you've created so much, but only because you committed to being on that path for a really long time. It's not just going to happen in a flash. Right. Right. So what would you recommend to someone? Maybe you could even be talking to yourself two years ago that wants to either build a company or a personal brand. What What's kind of marketing wise, what, what would you recommend to them or where to start? Uh, well, first I would say just get a coach. Like get what coach. is it, what is it that you want to do? And then I would find someone who's two to five years ahead of that. You don't want to get someone who's too far ahead because what they're going to ask you to do or what the skill sets you have might be a little bit beyond. Uh, like for example, like Russell Brunson would be a terrible coach for me. Like he's going to be a great coach for someone who's a multimillionaire. Probably not the best coach he's for me. Virgin, virgin guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so get a coach, uh, read. Read, 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 read as many books as you can. Take as many courses as you can. I, I'd really try and look at myself as a penny stock. Hmm. And every, every single day yeah. I'm investing in myself. People are always about like RSUs and stock options and Amazon and this and that. And I, I gave all that up because I was like, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm convinced that if I can put thousands of hours into myself, I'm going to be worth 10 times more than an Amazon stock. Very cool. Okay. So, so get a coach, maybe a related business coach, yep. a life coach as well. I, it depends on like, if you know what you want to do, get someone specific to that. I think a life coach would definitely be great. I, I think people sometimes look at life coaches, like something bad, but we literally have coaches for everything. Every single athlete on the planet has a coach and wouldn't it make sense to have a coach around something that is as significant as your life? I mean, it was rhetorical, but yeah. Amen. How can I help you uh, in what you're doing? Dude, honestly, getting face-to-face with someone and having you ask me these questions is the most business therapeutic thing I do. I mm. love doing this because in 10 minutes, I feel like I'll have articulated my entire business strategy and plan that when it's just in my own head, it just kind of gets lost and stale and then I hear random voices and subconscious thoughts. But when we're on podcasts like this, or I'm talking with friends or I'm working with a coach and I'm able to just like articulate and really just groove this path. Dude, I, I am so pumped to get to work. Now I have more, <laughs> I have more clarity than on just by saying it out loud, just by saying it out loud, just by it. It's like practicing an elevator speech. It's like, um, getting reps in like you asked me like what it is that I want to do and I have no other option but to say exactly what it is what I want yeah. to do. And like that's where that's how this is helpful. Yeah. So helpful. Happy to do it. Thank you. Uh, let me know if there's any other way I can help. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I mean it. Uh, and then finally, where can we find you? You can find me in Seattle, 
quarantined. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know you. I know you mean. I've done a podcast. Um, so any, any asks of the audience? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So downdogathletics.com is where you're going to find a lot of different things. If you are interested in free content, I have a 28 day plan, which is a downloadable PDF, uh, an accompanying training plan for three different types of training programs, really customizable, a lot of really good user experience with it. That's if you want to train more. If you're stuck at home and you want body weight workout stuff or minimal equipment stuff, you can go to my Down Dog Athletics Method link within that. That's going to be a free trial that you can do. Uh, and then it's a, a small subscription price to pay after that. Uh, and then just check out the podcast. That's the other big thing that I'll continue to do, release my 50th episode. And, and the name of the podcast? Down Dog Athletics Podcast. Okay. So downdogathletics.com. D-O-W-N dogathletics.com. Uh, all one word is where you'll be able to find everything. Uh, but I'm releasing my 50th podcast tomorrow. And it's funny because I said my first podcast, I would do 100 and decide whether or not I should continue to do it. And I made the declaration today. I was like, I'm going to do infinitely more podcasts than just 100. It's so fulfilling. The connections that I've made are so powerful. And just getting people giving me feedback to say, like I mentioned earlier, it's a lot of mental health talks and you're like, wow, you allowed me to like go get help. Like that's the hundreds of hours I've put in a podcast and someone's like changing the trajectory of their life. And I know at some point I'll have someone that's like, Hey, I was going to take my life. Like that's mm. huge. Like yeah. that's impact. Like sure. Someday I might, someday I might make right. some money off podcasts, but you know, there's, there's other ways, like I mentioned of, of measuring ROI. Yeah. Is there a certain URL for that 28 day plan or is it all just go to the website, go to the website, it'll, it'll the, the, the top, the top bars will, will, um, connect you to everything. If you're interested in coaching, there's a section for that as well, but there's, uh, coaching is going to be more around training, yoga, nutrition, uh, and such. Very cool. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming here, Paul. And, um, hope to see you soon. Absolutely. So fun, dude. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yo, thanks for listening to that two-part conversation with our guest. I really do hope I'm creating some value for you and making the journey of entrepreneurship a little less noisy, a little less lonely, and a little less stressful. Before you go, I want to ask you for one small favor. If you liked what you heard, please help grow the show with me by either one, reviewing on Apple Podcasts, or two, subscribing to the show. To sweeten the deal, we're going to do something a little special. If you review the show on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to enter you into a $50 Amazon gift card contest, which we're going to announce the winner of every other week. It's simple. Review the show on Apple Podcasts. It's that little purple podcast app on your phone. Go to the show, scroll to the bottom, and hit review. 10 seconds, 10 words, very easy, and be entered into a raffle for a $50 Amazon gift card, which we're going to announce the winner of every other Thursday. It's free money. You got to love that. And it's easy to do. If you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be amazing. Thanks and take care and good night.